Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will be starting in the Book of Romans. The Book of Romans is a great book, and it will help you understand some deep uh, thoughts and thinking on the Lord and also about salvation and sin and everything like that. So, and before we get started, I always like to read... Why We Can Depend on the Bible, and this comes from uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum, which I found on a YouTube uh, teaching that he had, and it's, it's very good. So let me go ahead and do that. The Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses. Forty authors, six, six volumes or books, a span of 1,500 years in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. Written in three languages, mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in the Aramaic, hundreds of subjects, and topics and that's why we can depend on it and plus there's witnesses to the fact all right so let's begin in the book of romans and i'll bring out the niv the new international version just to make it simple because we're here to make the bible simple to understand and also uh, just like I had started with uh, uh, the last book we went through, which was Revelations, uh, using the Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible, which you can get one too. Uh, you can get the books. You can go online and find it. Uh, one of the tools that you can get online for free is called uh, BibleStudyTools.com. And if you go to Menu, and then go to study tools and go to commentaries down to Matthew Henry's commentary on the Bible. And that is the complete one. And you can also, uh, you can order like used books. I buy a lot of used books. And so at the end of this podcast, I'll give you some resources and I'll give you the various ones that you can check out to get these used books. But I would suggest that you get all uh, the Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. So that means it's not as long, and so it's concise, and that means it gives you what you need to know. Of course, you can always get the regular one that has it all, all in there also. Okay, let's begin in the book of Romans, which is after the book of Acts, and it's in the New Testament. Let's begin. Verse 1, Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle, and set apart for the gospel of God. Verse 2, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who, as to his eternal life, was the descendant of David. Verse 4, and who, though the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ our Lord. Verse 5, through him we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith by his namesake, verse 6, and you also are among those Gentiles who are called to belong to Jesus Christ. Verse 7, to all in Rome who are loved by God and called to be his holy people, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want to um, stop there for a minute and... The, um, there's a section here. It's called the, uh, the Roman Road that's found in the book of Romans, 
which is uh, scriptures of salvation. And so here's the scripture. I'll give it to you real quick. Uh, But it's known as a Romans road because it's the road to salvation and it's found in the book of Romans. And that's, uh, see, Romans chapter 3, verse 10, Romans chapter 3, verse 23, uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 8, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, and Romans chapter 10, verse 13. And if you look that up, and you'll you'll have it. It's, you know, I just just gave it to you kind of quickly, uh, just so you can have that. Okay, so let's go to the next section, which is called Paul's long longing to visit Rome. The first part I read was like the introduction, and so now we're getting into um, uh, a lot of the teaching. So again, the section is called Paul's longing to visit Rome. Verse eight. Uh, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith is being reported all over the world. Okay, now, now this, he's talking to the church in Rome that uh, that had been set up. And so he liked to go visiting all the different churches in the different areas, and this is just one of them. All right, uh, verse 9, God, whom I serve in my spirit in preaching the gospel of his son is my witness. How constantly I remember you, verse 10. In my prayers at all times, I pray that now, at last, by God's will, the way may be open for me to come to you. Verse 11. I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. Verse 12. That is, that you and I may mutually encouraged by each other. Oh, excuse me. That you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. Verse 13. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that I plan many times to come to you, but have been prevented from doing so until now, in order that I might have a harvest among you, just as I had among the other Gentiles. Verse 14, I am obligated, both to Greeks and non-Greeks, both to the wise and the foolish. Verse 15, that is why I am so eager to preach the gospel also to you who are in Rome. Verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Verse 17, for in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is, the righteous will live by faith. The next section is God's wrath against sinful humanity, starting at verse 18. The wrath of God is being revealed from heaven against all the godlessness and wickedness of people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Verse 19, since what you, excuse me, verse 19, since what may be known about God is plain to them because God has made made it plain to them. Verse 20, for since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have both clearly seen, being understood from what has been made so that the people are without excuse. Verse 21, for although, excuse me, verse 21, for although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. Verse 22, 
although they claimed to be wise, they became fools, verse 23, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like a mortal human being, the birds and animals and reptiles, verse 24. Therefore God gave them over to their sinful desires, their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. They, verse 25, they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshiped and served created things rather than the creator who is forever praised. Amen. Verse 26, because of this, God gave them over to shameful lust. Even their women exchanged natural sex, sexual relations for unnatural ones. 27, in the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. So it's talking about homosexuality and a lesbian, uh, uh, um, lesbians and so forth, which is against God. Verse 28, furthermore, and before we get, continue, I'm here to thank some of you listening to this may, may get upset, and, and hopefully the majority will not. But remember, God God's laws does not change. God's standards doesn't change. What he says is wrong and sinful doesn't change. People change, but God never changes. His truth is truth. So we can either accept truth or continue in the lie, which is the continual rejection of God and Jesus Christ's Son, who was a one-time sacrifice for us that we can come by faith believing, but you got to go his way, right? So it, it's uh, God's way is the narrow way because wide is the way to, to destruction. Wide is sin. I mean, you do whatever you want to, but God's way, you got to go his way, which is the narrow way. That means you can't just do whatever because when you love God, you know, when you come to God and give yourself to God, then you want, the best you want what god says to do you want to please god and 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 in the way that we please god this in the same way that we please god uh, uh then the blessings come so that means um if you're not doing these things that we just read of that homosexuals do lesbians whatever that we're not going to have the diseases, we you know, we're not going to have the uh, empty feeling of the sin, sin and sinful shame that comes with it. Doesn't matter whether you like it or not. It doesn't matter whether you agree with it. It is what it is because God created us. You, you know, and here's the thing that I've learned: that when you do it God's way, you're showing His appreciation for for Him creating you because. Uh, uh, um, because you're created in the image of God. So when you reject God and you go your own way, then you're saying not only do you not respect God and you hate God, it's, but you also don't respect yourself and you hate yourself because it's going to lead to your own destruction. And did you know that that in the, a, a homosexual a lifestyle, lesbian, whatever, that they have the highest rate of suicide? And rightfully so, because God has wrote his Ten Commandments as moral law on your hearts. That's that's why we know what uh, what's right and wrong. We know automatically murder is wrong, stealing is wrong. You know it is. I mean, you may 
choose to go ahead and do it anyways, but you know within yourself is telling you, no, it's wrong, because God has has put that in us. So that's why suicide is high, because, you know, deep inside, hey, this is, this is wrong. But you choose to do it because it feels good for a moment. But it's completely destroying you. So I'm gonna uh, let me let me back up to verse 27, um, and in the same way. Uh, oh no, we already read that. Let me go to 28. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind, so that they do what what ought not to be done. Verse 29. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, verse 30, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways to do evil. They disobey their parents, verse 30, 31. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Verse 32, although they know God's righteous decree... That those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. You know, so that's where we're at. So I finished that one. Now, let me read. Let me, let me read that uh, chapter one with. Um, the Matthew Henry's concise commentary on the whole Bible. Okay, I'm just going to give you the scope of it right here. The scope, it, it, uh, the scope of design of the of the uh, excuse me, the uh, apostle in writing to the Romans appeared to have been to answer the unbelieving and to teach the believing. Jew to confirm the Christian and to convert the idolatrous Gentile and to show the Gentile convert as equal with the Jewish. Excuse me, or, or to show the uh, the Gentile convert, so that means those that are not Jews, as equal with the Jewish. And in respect of his religious condition and his rank in the divine favor, these several designs are brought into one view by opposing or arguing with the, the infidel or unbelieving Jew in favor of the Christian or believing Gentile. The way of a sinner's acceptance with God or justification in his sight merely by grace through faith in the righteousness of Christ without distinction of nations is plainly stated. This doctrine is cleared from the objections raised by Judaizing Christians who were for making terms of acceptance with God by a mixture of the law and the gospel and for shutting out the Gentile from any share in the blessings of salvation brought in by the Messiah. In the conclusion, holiness is further enforced by practical exhortations. Okay. So there's so they had a little bit of a riff there. Um, and anything, it's like, you know, when, when Jesus came, he was a Messiah, 
but a large portion of the Jewish, the Jews of that time rejected it uh, due to the fact that the religious, uh, the religious Jewish folks who were the leaders, um, or excuse me, the religious leaders of the Jewish section there, the majority of them rejected Christ because uh, even though they saw the the uh, the healing and power of God and everything like that, because they they liked the praise of men and they liked to be you know looked up to and all this kind of stuff, therefore they rejected it. In fact, if you go back to like the new uh, the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, when Christ was um, when uh, uh, the Roman governor, uh, Pontius Pilate, said to the Jewish crowd, you know, he had two for that day, that the, the Sabbath weekend or whatever, um, or the Jewish holiday that they were going through. Um, he, he could release, it was the custom for the Romans to release one prisoner to the people, you know. Um, so they put Jesus up there with Barabbas, who was a he was a thief and a murderer and everything else, and so the religious leaders, the Pharisees, got the people to yell that they wanted Barabbas, and then they all went as far to say uh, that that let Jesus's blood be on them and their children. So that means you know in the future. And so that's why they've been persecuted so much. You know, if you look at it, that's that's why because. Of, the rejection of Christ. That was the Messiah, but a month to this day, they're still waiting for the Messiah, which has already come because they wouldn't, because they didn't want to believe it. And, and for whatever reason, that um, the Jewish people, you know, are always disobedient. Well, all people's disobedient to God, but God had chosen at the beginning that they were to be his special people, but yet they kept. Uh, like working against God all the time and not believing him and complaining and everything like that. And, and so God then um, sent his son to, because the whole plan was all along was to save the world. And that's what he did. And so now we all can come through Christ. Okay, let's begin at chapter one. And I'm still reading out of the Matthew Henry's concise commentary on Romans chapter one. Okay, number one, the preface of introduction to the epistle, verses 1 through 16. Number two, a description of the deplorable condition of the Gentile world, verses 17, verse 32. The apostles' commission, verses 1 through 7, he prays for the saints at Rome and expresses his desire to see them. Uh, uh, that's chapter 8 through 15. The first one was chapter 1 through 7. Um, the gospel, excuse me, not chapters, I mean verses, uh, verses 1 through 7 and verses 8 through 15. The gospel way of justification by faith for Jews and Gentiles, verse 16 through 17. The sins of the Gentiles set forth 18, uh, verses 18 through 32. Okay, let's begin reading. Uh, this is chapter 1, verses 1 through 7 of Romans. The doctrine of which the apostles Paul wrote, set forth the fulfillment of the promises given by the prophets, it spoke of the Son of God, even Jesus' Savior, the promised Messiah, who came from David as to his human nature, but was also declared to be the Son of God by the divine power which raised him from the dead. The Christian profession does not consist of in a national knowledge or a, a bare assent.
much less in perverseness beauty, but in, in obedience, and all those and those only are brought to obedience of the faith who are effectively called of Jesus Christ. Here is, number one, the privilege of the Christians. They are beloved of God and are members of that body which is beloved. Number two, the duty of Christians to be holy. Here unto are they called to be saints. These are the apostles saluted by wishing them grace to sanctify their souls and peace to comfort their hearts as springing from the free mercy of God, the reconciled father of all believers and coming to them through the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, chapter 1, verse 8 through 15. We must show love for our friends, not only by praying for them, but by praising God for them, as in our purposes, so in our desires. We must remember to say, if the Lord will, James chapter 4, verse 15, our journeys are made prosperous or otherwise according to the will of God. We should readily impart to others what God has trusted to us, rejoicing to make others joyful, especially taking pleasure in the communion with communing with those who believe the same things with us. If redeemed by the blood and converted by the grace of the Lord Jesus, we are altogether his, and for his sake we are debtors to all men. To do all the good we can, such such services are our duty in chapter 1, verse 16 through 17. In these verses, the apostle opens the design of the whole epistle in which he brings forward a charge of sinful against all flesh, declares the only method of deliverance from con condemnation by faith in the mercy of God through Jesus Christ, and then builds upon it purity of heart, grateful obedience, and earnest desires to improve all and all those Christian graces and tempers which, which nothing but a lively faith in Christ can bring forth. God is a just and holy God, and we are guilty sinners. It is necessary that we have a righteousness to appear before him. There is such a righteousness brought in by the Messiah and made known in the gospel, a gracious method of acceptance. Notwithstanding the guilt of our sins, it is the righteousness of Christ who is God, coming from a satisfaction, satisfaction of infinite value. Faith is all in all, both in the beginning and progress of Christian life. It, it is not from faith to works, as if faith puts us into a justified state, justified state and then works kept us in it. But but it is all along from faith to faith. It is faith pressing forward and gaining the victory over unbelief. Chapter 1, verse 18 to 25. The apostle begins to show all that all mankind need the salvation of the gospel because none could obtain the favor of God or escape his wrath by their own works. For no man can plead that he has fulfilled all his obligations to God and to his neighbor, nor can any truly say that he has fully acted up to the light afforded him. The sinfulness of man is described as ungodliness against the laws of the first table and unrighteousness again against those of the second. The cause of that sinfulness is holding the truth and unrighteousness. All more or less do what they know to be wrong and omit what they know. 
to be right, so that the plea of ignorance cannot be allowed from from any. Our Creator's invisible power and Godhead are so clear shown in the works He has made that even idolaters and wicked Gentiles are left without excuse. They foolishly follow follow idolatry and rational creatures change the worship of the glorious Creator for that of brutes, reptiles, and senseless images. They can uh, they wandered from God till all traces of true religion must have been lost had not the revelation of the gospel prevented it for whatever may be pretended as to the sufficiency of man's reason to discover divine truth and moral obligation or to the govern the practice aright facts cannot be denied and those plainly show that men have dishonored God by the by the most absurd idolatries and superstitions and have degraded themselves by the vilest affections and most abominable deeds. And that's Romans chapter 1, verse 26, 32, the last part of it. In the, the horrid depravity of the heathen, the truth of our Lord's words was shown. Light was, come, light was come down into the world, but men loved darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. For he that doeth evil hated the light, the truth was not to their taste, and we all know how a man will contrive against the strongest evidence to reason himself out of the belief of what he dislikes, but a man cannot be brought to greater slavery than to be given up to his own lust, as Gentiles did not like to keep God in their knowledge. They committed crimes wholly against reason and their own welfare. The nature of man, whether pagan or Christian, is still the same, and the charges of the apostle apply more or less to the state and character of men at all times, till they are brought to full submission to the faith of Christ and renewed by divine power. There never yet was a man who had not reason to lament his strong corruptions and his secret dislike of the will of God. Therefore, this chapter is a call to self-examination, the end of which should be a deep conviction of sin, as well as of the necessity of deliverance from a state of condemnation. Amen. Okay, we have completed Romans chapter 1. And so this is more of a teaching. This is just spectacular. Good stuff. Okay, let me give you some scripture verses. John chapter 6, verse 44 and 65, NIV, New International Version. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws me, draws them, and I will raise them up at the last day, verse 65. He went on to say, this is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled them. Romans chapter 5, verse 10, NIV. For if while we were God's enemies... So that means separated from God and rejecting God, we didn't know God. We were recounseled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Romans chapter 3, verse 23, NIV. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Isaiah chapter 64, verse 6, NIV. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We, we all shrivel, shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind, our sins sweep us away. 
Romans chapter 6, verse 23, ESV, English Standard Version. For the way to the sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Be some salvation scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 through 10, the King James Version. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Verse 10. For with the heart man believes in the righteousness, and with the mouth confesses the salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And Romans 10, chapter 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Now I say, why do we need God? Well, because we all have broken God's moral law, the Ten Commandments. And I'll just mention a few of them. Have you ever lied? We all have lied. You know, have you ever, you know, uh, said something to someone that wasn't untrue? Or try to get out of a tough jam and you just make something up or whatever? Well, it's called lying. There's no white lies and all like that. A lie is a lie, and we all have done it. And that's why we're guilty. We we all have sin. That you know, from the time we were, uh, 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 we became children. You know, you know, like, like you know, because um, soon as we uh, like could speak and all like that, we would uh, um, say stuff that wasn't true because trying to get out something or whatever. And that's as a child, and it only gets worse as you get older. So yes. So, what he calls one that lies, a liar. Have you ever, have you ever borrowed something and didn't bring it back, or have you ever like took a paper clip or a pen and didn't bring it back, or whatever? Well, according to God, that's the same as stealing, and that's, and that would be um, the ninth commandment: you shall not bear false witness. Or, excuse me, uh, that was the other one. But stealing is the eighth commandment: you shall not steal. You know, and that's only two. And the Bible says if you break one of them, you're guilty of all of them. Have you ever hated anybody? According to Jesus, we've already committed murder in our hearts, and that's the sixth commandment. You shall not murder. Uh, have you ever looked at another person with lust? According to Jesus, you've already committed adultery in your heart. That's the seventh commandment. See, see, we don't think much of it because we're not really looking for God or, or, or you know, Whatever you know, we're like we're looking around and trying to figure out life and like that. But according to the Bible, says no one, no one is looking for God. But God draws you. He starts sending people your way, or whatever, because He knows the ones that's going to accept Him, because He created us and He knows us. You know, and He knows who's coming and who's not, because He's God and we're not. But our job is to go out and tell you about it. You know, once you come to Christ, then you learn of the Bible, and then you start sharing with other people what you know, because you don't want them to go to hell. So that's why we need Christ. And I would, and what I would advise to you is to to come to Christ now, humbly as a child, and ask Him to forgive you of all your sins, and to transfer the trust you had in yourself to Christ alone. It's kind of like if you're in an airplane, it's about to crash. Somebody gives you a parachute, you got to hang on to that parachute no matter what, because it's going to save you from the jump to come. Jesus is going to save you from the judgment to come. And there is, there is judgment coming. I don't care what people say. A lot of people don't believe it, but it's coming. Can we get some resources? All these can be found on YouTube, and I'm going to give you their websites. Dr. Vodi Bakum, and you can 
put in in the search engine of William Baca Ministries and pull him up. And he's on YouTube. Living Waters of Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com, R.C. Spro, Legionnaire Ministries, uh, Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersInGenesis.org, Well Builders with David Barton, WellBuilders.com. And he teaches about Amer mostly American history and stuff, really good. He's got a radio show you can get, you can look, listen to online. Uh, Dr. Walter Martin, WalterMartin.org. These are good teachers. Apology of Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin, apologiostudios.com, and you can listen to the audio on Apple Podcasts, but you can go on his website and and uh, look at the menu and find Dr. Uh, Greg Bonson, and he was a, a wonderful Christian professor, and um, he died, but they uh, they took all of his audio recordings and they donated to Apology Studios. They've remastered it and you can literally get a free seminary education if you want to learn more about the Bible. Really good stuff too. If you would like to uh, correspond with us, uh, the email is Bible Education Institute, all lowercase at gmail.com and we have a new um, website and it's not as easy to remember, but uh, it's also at uh, in the information information excuse me information section below the podcast there, which says info or whatever, and it should be either highlighted as a link or you can copy and paste it. And also, if you like to contribute, you know you can either, um, there's a link there with PayPal. You can either copy and paste it or whatever, and put on your. Um, your search engine, they should find it. Um, but here's the website. It is 5, lowercase d, lowercase b, lowercase e, 1182, lowercase e, 5831.site. That's lowercase s-i-t-e, site, 123.me. That's lowercase m-e. And if you put that in your search engine and you click on it, it should do it, but it should... It should be highlighted at the information area. And you can also follow us. Uh, you can find us at um, on uh, YouTube and Rumble, Telegram, Getter, Twitter, Facebook, and Gab. And these are audio platforms, Listen Notes, Luminary, Podcast, Player FM, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network. Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, G Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and others. And let me go back over the teachers again. Dr. R.C. Sproul, Legionnaire Ministries, Legionnaires.org, Dr. Vody Bacham, Dr. James White, he's on YouTube and with Apology Studios, Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, they're on YouTube, Pastor Joel Webb and Right Response Ministries, YouTube, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios. We already went through there, and you can find them on YouTube. Great teaching, good way to learn. And uh, I like to use some of these places here to buy like new and used books, mostly used books. And that would be Abe Books, A B E B O O K S, Thrift Books, uh, Amazon, and Alibris, A L I B R I S. Or you can just put it on your search engine. On a Google search engine, a book you're looking for, and it'll pop up, and it'll have like different people or like the different uh, companies that are selling the stuff. And just to add on, to, you can go to TCT Network. You can put that into your search engine, and when it comes up, you go to on-demand 
programs, radio programs, and if you would go to Faith and History with William Federer, he teaches you all about Christian histories in America, around the world. Very good. He's a good speaker. Makes it fun. And there used to be an ancient, Jew ancient Jewish wisdom with Rabbi Daniel Lappin. He teaches about the Old Testament. It's pretty interesting. Sometimes his wife helps him, Susan Lappin. But they, uh, 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 their, uh, their, their videos is no longer on there. But you can find them on RabbiDanielLappin.com and Rabbi Daniel Lappin Podcast and on YouTube. And also, when you go to the .com, his wife Susan has a um, blog that you can go to called Susan's Musing. It's really good. So remember, until next time, read your Bible day without fail and do what it says.